is Stevie Rochelle from Top and Metal Sludge. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock. What's up? This is Dave Rude from Tesla. And you're listening to Music Mania. Music Mania. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. You the best! You got the best! We roll tonight to the guitar fight. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. And thank you so much for joining me once again here on the Music Mania Podcast. We are launching forward into the spring and summer months. We may not have live music. We may not have concerts, but the spirit remains alive here on the podcast. We are keeping the interviews coming fast and furious, and we are excited. I am so backlogged with interviews. Uh, It's going to be amazing to see just how long it takes me to get all these out. It's been tremendous. I mean... Obviously, with musicians sitting at home, a lot of them working on music, um, a lot of them sidelined from their shows, of course, it has afforded us the opportunity to speak with many of them and to do a lot of interviews for this show. So for that, I am grateful, although I would trade it all in a heartbeat to have live music back. Although a concert did take place, guys, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, just the other day, Uh, the controversial fan pod concert in Arkansas went on um, May 18th. It became the first live music event with an audience in the U.S. since the coronavirus lockdown rules were put into place. It was performed by uh, country rock singer Travis McCready, and he performed a set at the Temple Live Theater in Fort Smith, Arkansas, with the venue capacity reduced from 1,100 to 229. To ensure the audience remained with social distancing requirements, seating was arranged into fan pods, which is groups of two people to every 13 seats with those around them um, cornered off. So... It'll be interesting to see if um, with all the other tours, the major rock tours across America, across the world, all canceled for the summer. We just saw, uh, what, Bush and uh, the, the Green Day Weezer tour, and now the Foreigner tour just in the last few days have gone kaput for the summer. But it'll be interesting to see um, how many venues or how many acts try this fan pod thing they actually were also forced to um wear a mask to the show and uh, their temperatures were taken outside now if you know the requirements and you don't like it you don't have to go but if this is something that like if you're that into live music you're that excited to go to a show would you stand out there and have your temperature taken it doesn't take long i'd wear a mask i'd get my temperature taken so we're gonna see where this goes if this is sort of a sign of things to come or this is just sort of a blip on the radar and all acts are just going to kind of cancel until we can go full swing into this i mean is it really going to be financially viable for bands to play in front of 200 people in a 1000 seat venue i mean i know a lot of bands have been doing that for quite a long time a lot of bands that we talk about here on this podcast you know metal sludge type bands of course but i digress this week it's a show Again, too big for just one guest. We're going to be talking with former Ozzy Osbourne and Firewind guitarist Gus G is going to be joining us to talk about the new Firewind album, which just came out last week. We actually recorded this interview about a month ago, and management asked us, hey, can you hold off until the album comes out? It did come out on May 15th, so definitely check it out. It is 11 prime examples of melodic metal songs. The skill, craftsmanship, and power bleeds through every note, a passion you can almost taste with hymnal melodies as a particular outstanding feature. Style-wise, the band actually broadened their range compared to earlier releases. With Welcome to the Empire and Rising Fire, you'll get your typical fireman blend, whereas Overdrive dresses in a groovy rhythm and reminiscent of uh, Dio Black Sabbath. And obviously, Gus G had an eight-year run as the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne, worked on the Scream album with Ozzy, uh, and did countless tours, of course, um, all the way up until Zach Wilde was brought back into the fold. Really, 
right before Ozzy started canceling tours and shows. So Gus G was very much a part of Ozzy Osbourne for eight years and is a tremendous guitarist. And he felt, and we're going to talk about this in the interview, he was able to join us from Greece via Skype, which is uh, really cool that he was able to do that. This is right at the beginning of the pandemic. So a lot of the, the stuff we talk about is, um, you know, about a month old. So, but, you know, being from Greece and coming to America was such a big deal for Gus and being a part of, of Ozzy Osbourne, a band that, uh, you know, he was such a Sabbath and, and Ozzy fan growing up. But in the end, I think he felt kind of empty and that it was just sort of a gig for him and that it kind of stifled his creativity. Whereas in Firewind, he's able to take that, uh, you know, to the to the 10th degree. And I, it's an album I highly recommend. So definitely check out the new Firewind album, which is self-titled Firewind. Gus G going to be joining us, finally getting that interview out there after sitting on it for like a month. So very excited about that. Also... My good buddy Brandon Allen from the band Boxcar Junkies is going to be joining us to talk about his crazy life, what led him in this direction, how he finally got here. His new single, uh, The Boxcar Junkies, is called Hey Mama. Uh, there's a video as well on YouTube. It's tremendous. I am just such a fan of Brandon, the things he's done, the career, and the life he has led. It is absolutely that of a gypsy in so many ways. Because we're often defined in life by things that we have. Boxcar Junkies lead vocalist and principal songwriter Brandon Reed Allen defines his life by the things he survived. He was born in Indiana, but his nomadic ways often led him astray. With extreme hearing loss as a child, he was subject to a much tougher start than most. And he isn't exactly someone you'd expect to catapult to a career as a singer-songwriter. But one thing his parents gave him before leaving this world was his start in music through their family band. And we're going to get into that and kind of his upbringing and what led him to this. Boxcar Junkies is tremendous. Hopefully you will check them out as well if you're not already aware of uh, Brandon and the Boxcar Junkies. Such a fan. Whenever I talk to musicians like this that led this kind of nomadic lifestyle and they knew that a normal nine to five job was it for them. That is Brandon to a T. We're going to talk to him about how he tried to just go to work and get a real job, but you know, it wasn't for him. He wound up taking his guitar and touring all throughout the South, just showing up in dive bars and, and playing in front of anyone that would have him. So get ready for a tremendous story uh, during our second interview with uh, Brandon Allen. But without further ado, we want to take you to our interview with guitarist Gus G talking about the latest Firewind album entitled simply Firewind. Well, you know, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, I, I got a tight schedule today, Gus. I've got to find time to do this in between reorganizing my vinyl and watching old episodes of the Andy Griffith show. So this is, you know, it's a, it's a tight schedule here. And we got, I just had this limited window. So, yeah. uh, no, man. <laughs> That's, That's so kind of what it's come to, you, man. What, what's been up? Have you, have you been able to keep busy over there? At least you got some interviews to do, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, it was, it, it was like I was doing fuck all for about two weeks and then all of a sudden all the interviews came in and uh, I was happy because I'm like, well, you know, I can talk to people and see how's everybody doing and of course talk about the album and get some feedback finally and, um, but yeah, I mean, well, I've been on lockdown for more than three weeks now. Yeah. How how are things over there in Greece? I assume it's pretty similar to, to everywhere else, just uh, kind of waiting. Yeah. To game i guess right yeah yeah it's been like that i mean we 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 started pretty early with the um with the lockdown situation and then just all the restrictions and all that stuff and um luckily the numbers are very low here we don't have many um many fatalities you know so um i think 75 people dead oh so that seems like nothing compared to what you hear from italy spain or even like places like new york right now and um so yeah i mean you know it's uh there's not a lot of confirmed cases or nor many deaths here but still we are we are keeping tight with all these measures and everybody's doing their part and that's how it should be for now um i'm just basically i mean i'm, I'm sure everybody is we're monitoring the news and see what's happening and it's it's uh it's gonna take a little bit while longer than what we think you know well, you're right. And I tell you, it's um, maybe, though, good timing uh, for the release of this new album coming up here in May, uh, because uh, for one, I just got done previewing and it. it is tremendous. Um, great follow up to Immortals, which I was a huge fan of as well. But this is a great time to be releasing new music. I think people are more receptive to delving into to new albums and, and checking things out. So this is going to be perfect. And this album is tremendous. Kind of take us through. Um, the, the recording process here, because you've called this kind of a kind of a new beginning for Firewind. So kind of take mm -hmm. us 
into into all that and the rec- the recording process for this album and uh, maybe the the timing being good for you guys here. Yeah, sure. Um, I you know what I want to I want to um, hope the same thing like what you said. Maybe I, I want to hope that it's a good time for people to sort of you know dig into some music and you know pay more attention because. You know, nobody, everybody's kind of like forced to stay in now. So nobody's kind of like, you know, living the life in the fast lane, so to speak. So, uh, <laughs> um, but um, the album was recorded actually since we started recording last summer. It was done in various studios. We did the drums in Germany at Hoffa Studios. And then everything else was done more or less in our home studios. Because I have like a studio here and I do all the guitars and keyboards and all those things. And um, Herbie, the new singer, he uh, he has his own studio as well. So he did his vocals there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it took a while to complete. Obviously, there's a, yeah, like you mentioned, it's a new beginning. Um, there was a lineup change in the midst of the production. We were recording and then we went out on tour with Queensryche here in Europe and UK. And uh, while this was a fantastic tour, you know, things between the band were not, uh, with the, the previous lineup, they, you know, it was, um, they were not really ideal anymore. And uh, everybody started sort of moving into different directions. And so, so when I came back home, I thought, well, there's no way this album is going to be finished with things, you know, with the the way this band is going. So I thought, well, I might as well uh, take a, a, um, a defining decision right now. So yeah, I decided to, um, to uh, get a new singer and start looking for somebody and um, see who, who could have uh, come in and help me finish this album. So that's how Herbie came into place, you know? Yeah. Talk about what he's brought to the band. I mean, I think uh, his vocals, he's got, got this amazing style, kind of gravelly vocals that fit perfect kind of with the musical direction of this album. But I read somewhere that you uh, had seen him on YouTube or something. I mean, that seems all very common these days. Back whenever it happened to Journey, you're like, they found a j- singer on YouTube, and now it's kind of commonplace almost. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny because I had heard of... Um, um, I never met Herbie before, but I had we had... I, Firewin had played a show, a festival in Spain with his uh, previous band, Sinbreed. And I was like, yeah, 2013. And I remember um, checking out that band and I was like, wow, what a great singer. You know, he could have, he would have fit great for Firewin. Uh, but anyways, after that, back, back then we went on a hiatus. But um, anyhow, fast forward to, you know, last December and I, I, I reach out to the label and I'm like, well, you know, this is inevitable and we have to make a, a change in the singer and um do you know anybody you can suggest and they're like herbie langans and they send me a bunch of links and i check him out on youtube and immediately i thought well wow that's the guy from sinbreed uh it's been so many years you know i didn't i didn't know what he was up to and stuff so i checked out all his projects and you know i'm like wow he's great can you put us in touch and and that was it you know the label put us in touch and then everything went pretty fast from there man like i i sent him some material to check out you know he tried singing all you know a couple of the older songs and then like i sent him a, a newer track and one of the new riffs that i was working on and the first song we wrote was um devour and we went from there yeah absolutely i one of the first things that that stood out was the the production when i first uh, saw the video for uh, rising fire it's like the production was so good. And then I kind of dug a little deeper and found out that it was mixed uh, by Tobias Lindell, the, the Swedish engineer. And I just noted that uh, the new Heat album is one of the best produced albums I've heard in years. And it's the same guy that, that's done both yeah. albums. So th- this is you get kind of the royal treatment here because uh, I don't know what what he's doing or what is so you know what his style is but that yeah. that is a key part of this here it's just sounds so good and so clean i will agree with you i think he uh tobias brought this fresh element to our sound uh like he made the band sound like you know he gave us this punchy huge production uh you know he comes from a hard rock background you know he did like mixes bands like europe and avatar and stuff like that and uh yeah and heat of course and uh 
you know, maybe like if you think, oh, a power metal band maybe will not fit this type of of a uh, of, um, mixing treatment, but well, you know, it's 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 there and, and it sounds great on our record, and um, we have Tobias to thank for that. Well, of course, um, on a, on the unfortunate side of this, we talked about a good timing for releasing new material, of course, and uh, the album is uh, is tremendous, and we just congratulations on it, and we hope just the best for this thing. But uh, you were supposed to kick off your tour, you know, May fourteenth um, with Symphony X and Primal Fear, and obviously that's going to be postponed until twenty twenty one, as every you know every tour and show Everything. probably is going to be. So this, but it's yeah. just. Uh, so unfortunate this is such a great bill kind of just you know obviously we think we're going to get to see this sometime in the future so just kind of talk about how this bill got put together and these tremendous bands on the same bill we can't wait to see it well it all came through the through our booking agent because all three bands are the same agency and uh yeah they told me about this idea and i was like hell yeah let's do it i mean if, if the opportunity is there for us to join this tour we'd love to do it and um yeah soon enough we uh we uh yeah we we had the package together and then it was announced and it was great because I thought what a way to kick off uh, an album campaign you know start like that you know opening for for uh, for a great package like this and then go on to do the rest of the world and then we we even had plans to come back to the states next year on a second run and of course everything now is everything is messed up now everything is postponed um, so I mean. The way that I look at it, you know, nothing's going to probably happen this year, touring-wise. Uh, but that's just the way things are. Um, it's a reality for everybody, not just for us. And um, I'm just waiting to find out what the new dates are going to be for the for this postponed tour. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's something that <laughs> it's like I take for granted. I mean, I, I you know, do this uh, all the time. I'm out on the road and at concerts and shows all the time. I mean, it's like, man, when this stuff shuts down, it, you take for granted how just how freely you were able to to go to a concert, to play a show, to be it. It's it's unbelievable, and that's kind of been the hardest part for me. Um, and I don't yeah. know, like, like when that's going to be able to happen again, you know? So if I, if it never happens again, my last show was Y and T uh, in early March. So I guess I, you know, I, that could be worse. Oh, wow. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, but it's just tough. It's hard. It's like it's such a part of all of our lives. You as musicians, us as you know, fans and members of the media, man, this is tough. I, you know, not being able to go to a concert on a whim. Yeah. You know, it's, it sucks. Um, it's, it does. It does because, um, that's the real interaction that we all looking for, you know, like um, playing for people and then, you know, getting that energy in the venue and, um, and just, I mean, that's, um, this, for me, this has been just my life since I was 21, 22 years old, you know, since I was really young, um, I can't really imagine life without touring again. Um, but you know what? I don't want. To, I, I want to look at the. I want. I look at things from a positive. Yeah. Side. I don't think this is going to be like this forever. Obviously, no. things things will get back to normal. You know, maybe uh, in the beginning it might be people will be hesitant and more mindful, and uh, hopefully we will all learn a lesson through this. But uh, I'm sure there will be shows again absolutely of course uh and uh, everybody definitely keep up with all the news and uh, when the tour dates are announced uh, of course on the band's social medias but uh, firewind.gr can um, also get uh, all the info on how to uh, go ahead and pre-order the album you can do that right there on the site and it's a uh, album is tremendous it's called firewind it's a tremendous follow-up to immortals um Gosling, i gotta ask you because i mean this has been a 20-year journey for you this is you know this is your project this firewind is is you know in your blood yeah. so 20 20 years of this and you know kind of compare the gratification of, of of what you've done creatively with, with you know your time you know with ozzy osbourne because it's such a different deal you're playing with uh, a hero of yours but creatively you're you're up there to just sort of play the music you you know you're you're available for spot gigs whenever but firewind has been your animal all this time so kind of compare what those two have been like for you oh yeah i mean yeah like you said firing has been my baby since the since the beginning and um uh, it's just you know my music has been my musical vision and you know i've been i've been mature maturing with this band you know all these years you know as a songwriter as a player uh so you can hear the progress through all, all the records and um 
it's a very different thing from you know playing for somebody like Ozzy Osbourne. Whereas, uh, I mean, sure, you know, that's like the biggest gig any guitar player can ever have in rock and roll. But um, it, you know, it's like a, my role there was to play guitar. Uh, so it was like in that sense, I was like a hired gun. You know what I mean? Um, so it was a totally different, you know, totally different beast. And I, I learned a lot of things from doing gigs like that. Um, but then, of course, after that, you know, you go back, you 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 leave a gig like that, and you you go back into doing your own thing. Ultimately, um, is never. I've never, you know, set out to be like a hired gun and play for somebody else. That's why when I stopped working with Ozzy, I went back into. Firewind. Uh, it's just to me. It's it just that's my safe place. You know, that's where I can go there and create what I like. And I know there's a, a fan base out there that likes it and supports it for all these years. And so, yeah, this is this is my my hundred percent comfort zone. Absolutely. And you know, you think about um, re you know replacing Zach Wild, uh, kind of following in the lineage of uh, Randy Rhodes, Jakey e. Lee. Like you said, one of the best gigs in rock and roll. Um, was was there a lot? Did you feel a lot of pressure with that, and maybe even relief when it when it came to an end, and you could go back to Firewind? Um, it was. Uh, I mean, look, it was intimidating. You know, like I, I would be a liar if I said it wasn't. You know, it was it was a lot of pressure. You, you know, look at the guys that were there beforehand. You know, so. Um, but you know, I was, I'm the kind of guy also who is up for a challenge, and I just said, you know, I'll I'll do. I'll do my best. I'll do the best I can. This is the time to, um, you know, this, this, this was like the big, the big moment you, you kind of like, you have to be prepared for when a big moment like this comes, uh, in your career. So, um, of course I had to take that opportunity and, and, uh, and try to evolve and try to do the best I can. Um, so, you know, I've, I've only, uh, I only have the best memories, the best things to remember from my time with Ozzy. Um, Yeah. Um, so, you know, you are, I always found this interesting cause I'm such a fan of, um, well, really any area of the Scorpions. Um, you were obviously heavily influenced by Uli John Roth and it was a big inspiration for the ba the name of the band Firewind. Absolutely. Um, yeah. talk, talk about that because it's so strange. Um, you have kind of two segments of people. Uh, it's those that know Scorpions only as, you know, <laughs> 80 Scorpions, Blackout, uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane. And then there's people like yourself, um, I think Lars from Metallica, that look, that look at the 70 Scorpions as sort of, you know, the pinnacle for them. Talk about what specifically kind of about Uli's style that, that influenced you so much. It was just the whole... Um... You know, the whole approach to guitar, you know, when he soloed, you know, like the vibrato he had, you know, the phrasing, the melodies, um, you know, the whole thing with, you know, he had he was classically influenced, but he could also play, you know, like Jimi Hendrix. And so you heard all those things there. And um, it was when I heard that when I was a kid, I'm like, OK, this is this is where I'm at. This is what I this is how I would I would probably want to express myself through the guitar as well. So. That's why he became such a big influence on me. Yeah. Well, and you know, the guitar is such an interesting thing to me as someone that's a non-player. When you look at classically trained players, you've got, uh, you know, players like Ace Frehley that never learned how to read music, and then you look at the Scorpions in, in and of themselves, the Shankers, Michael Shanker, who's style and just for days and then someone like rudolph Schenker, who's more of a, of a rhythm player of a, of a riff guy i mean when you look at those two like i know you uh, michael was a big influence on you as well just kind of talk Absolutely. about yeah. about those guys like it's such a weird dichotomy it just and that's just two brothers <laughs> that have such a different different style but yet so yeah. influential both of them are both so influential but different yeah one is an influential guitar player as a, as a player you know stylistically and, and the older brother is influential as a, you know, I mean, he wrote some of the, some of the biggest rock songs we ever heard, you know, so uh, he's just an amazing songwriter. Um, so, you know, I'm actually influenced by both Shanker brothers, you know, I, yeah, it's like, it's like, if you, can you, can you take, like, if you can take the lead playing of Michael and then like, can you write a, a, a big song like Rudolph, can, if you can combine those two, then you're golden, you know, so <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, but it's, um, you know, everybody has their, their strengths and weaknesses, you know, and it's, uh, 
I, I, I like different things about different guitar players, you know. So, you know, when I listen to, you know, when I think of Rudolf Schenker, I don't, I'm not thinking, uh, oh, wow, you know, he plays such a great fast pentatonic licks or something, or he, you know, he's, his modal phrasing is so insane. I think more like, wow, that, you know, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, like, uh, he, Rocky Like a Hurricane is just, such a such an iconic song i mean how do you come up with such a monster riff like that you know what i mean so yeah. you, know, you, th you think of different things when you hear different players and that's that's the, that's what's so fascinating uh absolutely i tell you what guys it's, it's been such a pleasure we're gonna let you go with our uh final four drum roll which is uh four quick questions and you give us a quick answer whatever comes to mind all right all right um so uh, obviously we talked about it. We we know touring will return. It will happen. But uh, say in some magical, horrendous world, it did not. What would have been the last show you've attended as a fan? Oh, I don't remember. What was it? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, it was something last year here in uh, in Thessaloniki where I live. Probably what show did I go to? Well, you know, oh. you've been busy, you know, you've, you've been, you know, on stage playing shows and you're, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, I remember what show I played, but I don't remember what show I went to. Maybe it was, uh, God damn it. Uh, it was, um, you know what? It's all, it's all a blur right now. I don't remember. You're right. Uh, you know what? Uh, that's, that, that's completely forgiven. Okay. So next one, um, new Firewind album, which, um, previous Firewind album would you compare this most closely to? Possibly uh, Allegiance because of the variety of the songs in the track list. Oh, good. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I hadn't thought of that. That's, that's a good one. Um, what is the first album, uh, that you remember buying, uh, purchasing with your own money? Uh, I remember it was um, it was probably either uh, it was a Racer X vinyl or Cacophony vinyl, and they were on sale at a local uh, record shop. Um, it was like yeah, like a third of the price or something, and you know I didn't have that much money on me. I was saving up, so um, yeah, and I and I bought that. And, yeah, I, it was either Racer X Second Heat or or Cacophony Go Off. It's, you know, oh, it awesome. the, yeah, it was from the shrapnel team from the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I'm, I love racer X. Um, so since we aren't, uh, aren't sure of what your last concert was, uh, maybe you will recall what your first ever concert was. What was your first concert you ever attended? Um, yeah, actually it was, uh, quite interestingly. Um, it was the Eagles at the hell freezes over reunion tour. Um, in 94, in Miami at the Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl Stadium. And, yeah, uh, I was there. I was in I was in the States that summer because I was uh, was visiting uh, some family because my uncle lives there in Miami, and I uh, was spending the summer with, with my uncle. And um, yeah, he had tickets to go to see the Eagles, and it was great. That's amazing. That's uh, yeah. that venue has been torn down since then. So that's mm -hmm. uh, it's it's like a landmark. I think that that stadium should still be there, but it's unfortunately it is no more. It's great, uh, uh, great memory there. there. Yeah, it's torn down. They have a new one. Um, I'm a big Chiefs fan. Uh, we just won the Super Bowl in the the new stadium in Miami. So, uh, you know, another story for another day. That's back when there were things like sports and entertainment you could just go to on a whim. <laughs> yeah, uh, that exactly. was two two months ago. It was crazy. Uh, Gus, man. Thank you so much for being uh, a part of the Music Mania podcast here. It's been a true pleasure, my friend. Uh, best of luck with the new album. Again, uh, go to firewind.gr. You can uh, pre-order it right now. It comes out here May 15th. Gus G, thanks so much, my friend. Stay safe. Stay healthy, my buddy. Thank you. You too, Clint. Thanks you for bet. having me. You bet. Thanks a lot. Huge thanks to Gus G. That interview was burning a hole in my pocket. It was uh, over a month old, but we wanted to wait till the album came out. So please go check out uh, Firewind, check out their website, check out their social medias and get the new uh, Firewind album uh, entitled Firewind. It is uh, self-titled. Okay, now going to take you to our interview that I did just, um, I guess it was a couple weeks ago with Brandon Reed Allen. He is uh, the singer-songwriter from the band Boxcar Junkies. going to talk to him about how things got started with um, the Boxcar Junkies and the new single, Hey Mama. Let's take you to that interview now. So thankful um, for you to come on with us today. What's been up? I guess that's kind of the question we always wind up starting with these days. Well, what have you been up to? How, how have you been keeping busy these days, my friend? 
Well, uh, as you as we're talking now, we're actually here. The band's here, and um, we're out rehearsing some new tunes and just kind of working on a new one, getting ready to track. So, uh, yeah, we've just been kind of pushing forward and uh, keeping the word out the love and the music my brother <laughs> well, well absolutely the music is certainly there um your single uh, hey mama definitely getting a lot of positive feedback it's a it's a tremendous song and i just love what you guys are doing uh talk to us about that song and video um which you can view on your website right now it's available on youtube as well talk to us about kind of hey mama kind of how the song came about and kind of the concept behind the video because it's really visually stunning great stuff and really just um kind of a, a you know, a, a bit of an homage to the human experience. It's 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 really good stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really do. Thanks so much for the, the kind words. You know, it it the song itself is you know basically wrote itself. Just um, I write about everything that I've been through and I've lived, and you can you can see that you know through the video and, and hear that through the through the songs. I think when the lyrics are true lived and, and honest, just telling stories about my experiences and whatnot. And, um. So I've had quite a bit of uh, unique experiences, as you can tell, and just kind of been all over this country and, and many facets, uh, traveling and playing. And um, so that, it's a little bit of, of, about that, about the, the journeys and the adventures along with, uh, you know, how your your thinking can can be changed by meeting somebody awesome, which I, I'm fortunate enough that I have. And so it, it's a good story about... Uh, you know what really matters you know so but, uh, we're, we're really excited about it the song the is response it, that folks are getting yeah yeah getting from it. It, it it's tremendous um t t talk to us a little bit about your personal experience i know that's kind of a loaded question because you've been through so much but it's funny because we actually do another podcast called uh, Breaking Norms, which is about people that sort of buck the trends. They they, they have untraditional lifestyles. You fit into that category more than just about anybody that I've ever come across. <laughs> so um, we, we may use that for this podcast uh, for, for Breaking Norms as well. Um, to talk, talk to us a little bit about that, because at, at what point in your life, and maybe this happened at a very young age, did you realize hey, you know what, I'm probably not going to grow up to put on a suit and uh, go sit in a cubicle. I, I'm sure that that probably crossed your mind at, at an early age, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I grew up in a family band. So I started playing. I was just a little, you know, I was a little kid, and I, I played drums a little bit and bass a little bit. And I was about 12 years old when I got my first acoustic guitar. And uh, that's when I first learned how to write songs and sing. And, and I knew from that point on, I mean, it wasn't, you know, and trust me, I tried walking away from it more than once, <laughs> <laughs> but it always finds me, you know, it, 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 it's just such a, um, you know, a huge part of who I am. It's really a lot of people say, well, what you do isn't necessarily your identity or whatever, but in my case, it absolutely is, <laughs> you know, I've, um, I wouldn't know. I'd probably need a whole lot of therapy if it wasn't for songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> that is the therapy. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so, that that's amazing. Well, it just helps folks also, you know, that are going through things like that or headed that way or been that way or, or even you know, currently in that, uh, that situation where, you know, I've, uh, like I say, I've hopped box cars, I hit that cross country, I've I was a kid, I ran away the carnival. I've always been nomadic, and uh, I've always traveled. I, uh, you know, I busked, basically, where you just set up to play on the street. I went from, you know, that all the way to, you know, playing larger venues and getting involved in the music business itself. And so I definitely have paid my dues in terms of that, but I never really noticed, you know, I never really um, seen them as, like, paying dues, I think. I, you know, it's just the situations that I kind of, you in and and gives you these unique experiences and uh, you know it's uh, at the end of the day it's like are you, are you going to persevere and move forward or are you going to stay stuck in this situation and a lot of them were great situations where you meet amazing people travelers and wanderers and gypsies and but you know there was times in my life that were pretty dark too that i was literally living on the street um at one point in my in, in my life and I understand that language, and I also understand, you know, the hell that it, it go, you know, you go through out there, and the guys that are going through it, um, and when people get lost in the in the crack. So, you know, this this album, the EP, and the songs, and uh, you know, 
kind of raise awareness and get some word, you know, get the word out there and uh, and do what we can do to with Hobo Nation. Basically, is to kind of um, help get our brothers and sisters some help and get them off the streets and you know and you know not judge folks. You know, this is a time, especially right now, where we need to come together um, on a human level. You know, I think that's what you're mentioning with the video. It, it's, you know, there's so much raw humanity in that video because, you know, they didn't even know that they were being filmed. It wasn't a setup or prop. I mean, I literally just went down under the bridge and started playing my songs, you know. And you can <laughs> see people just smile and, and, you know, as they go by. And, you know, it just it makes people happy to see. Um, it just goes to show that, you know, that there's a lot of love out there in the midst of a of all this uh, confusion too so well it's it's a tremendous a bit of a snapshot i see it as kind of uh the, this amazing life you've led a life of a of hundred people uh, you could say um talk to us about kind of this band and, and live performances obviously um you guys had some shows planned for this summer just kind of how you know this affects people in so many different ways but for you guys the lifeblood to be able to go out there and play live that's in jeopardy how much does that hurt you guys i mean how much is that how unfortunate is that for you guys and how how are you going to kind of approach things uh you know going forward with regards to to unveiling some of these songs in a live setting yeah and you know that's a great great question because we had um we recorded the record in houston and my good friend troy laqueta from the band tesla actually that's we're all here in his studio right now tracking some new stuff but uh him and i have been working together for years uh, and uh, we've been Attempting to do boxcar junkies shoot back in 2012, but I got led astray and um, things happened. And I finally I went through my thing and uh, got back and uh, started writing experiences out there. And and I'm reunited back with my buddy here, my brother. And uh, so he's part of boxcar junkies now. And we've got Bob Arinelli who played with Welling for quite a few years, and just an amazing team of guys. Jeff Kersey, he's great. So we're uh, we're really excited, and we so we put on this EP release party. I come back to Nashville because this is basic, you know, it's my home. I love it here. To come back to Nashville after I, I track the Boxcar Junkies this EP, and um, so we do the release party. And it wasn't a couple weeks later this whole thing went down. Yeah, we, you know, we were bummed because we had good momentum going. Had you know, like you say, shows lined up, everything. So yeah, it was. It was a hit, but at the same time, you know, being able to uh, get the word out and do interviews and, and things with folks like, you know, you, you're so gracious to, to, you know, take your time and let us uh, get on our soapbox a little bit, <laughs> let folks know what we're doing. So we're, we're very grateful for that. And, uh, you know, we're just continuing to reach out and keep playing and, uh, you know, just getting stronger and stronger as a band and keep writing new songs. And uh, as far as, you know, everything that's gone gone on in sort of the economy, I, I think that it's going to blow over and, and we're just um, going forward as if, uh, you know, uh, best that we can, I guess. But uh, it definitely takes, you know, every musician is feeling it in the, in the world, I guess, right now, you know, because it is our livelihood um, playing live these days. So, and plus, I mean, that's what the point is, is to take it to the people. So, but at the same time, with all the internet and everything and all of that, you know, all this stuff going on, you can, there's so much beautiful, awesome music, and we just want to be a part of sharing that with folks, so it's pretty cool. I think we'll be fine through it all. Yeah, no question about it, and, you know, this being a good time to, to have music out there, people are maybe more receptive to, to check out new music, or to, you know, me, personally, I've had time to to actually sit down and listen to a lot of albums, and, you know, whenever I talk to an artist, I actually... I'm able to go through the whole album or for in your guys' case to really delve into what you guys have done. And it's just, it's a, it, you have more of a connection that way. Uh, so you talk about Troy Lucchetta, who's a, an alumnus of the show. Actually, the entire band Tesla is a, our alumni is now with the Music Mania podcast. So talk a little bit more about kind of, um, you know, the, the bond that you guys have, kind of how this all took place. And uh, you mentioned that uh, kind of things went off the rails for you professionally around that time. Just kind of take us through that, that uh, point in history for you and, and kind of how you were able to bounce back. Um, well, I've known Troy almost 20 years. I walked in his house one time. I had just put one record out, and um, it had done pretty well or whatever. So uh, I knew he lived in the area. This was out in Phoenix back in 
whatever, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, however long. <laughs> and I um, was going to have him play drums on the second record, and he heard the new material, and uh, he's like, no, I want to produce it. He brought in this amazing band, and I mean, Damon Johnson, Mark Benilla, all these great guys, these great players. And so we cut Man Born Blind, and we we were just instantly brothers. And he just accepted me into his family, and um, he just believed in me and opened a lot of doors. And he's always believed in me. He's never given up anything, even through you know my stubbornness. So uh, you know things went well for a while there, like I say. And I was you know doing the music thing, and um, and yeah, I fell off the grid a little bit. I walked away from it a couple times, I guess, because. I was going through my own personal struggles. I had some issues that I was, you know, and I, I'm not afraid to say. I mean, I had some, uh, you know, some problems with alcohol at times in my life, addiction, uh, you know, the dark side in terms of living on the streets. And, you know, I won't say that that's what caused it because there's just a lot of things that, you know, sometimes you don't know what somebody's going through. And, and uh, sometimes it's just too much. And I always thought I was invincible and I could handle anything. And, and, uh, and you realize you, you get humbled very quickly when you you know you make bad choices, and of course there's going to be consequences to deal with. Uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't change anything because it gave me an insight on that, that type of lifestyle and just how um, much that have been there and and survived and gotten how how much we're actually needed to be a voice for these folks, you know? So I kind of considered it more training than anything, but only by the grace of God I got out of it. So, but yeah. the, the, the upside to all of that is that there's hope, you know, and it's it's not a cheesy cliche. I mean, it, it, there's a way out, and if you, uh, if you really want to better yourself, you know, you can. And, uh, that's, you know, that's for me just hearing that, uh, and being able to say it is just a true, tremendous blessing, you know. Well, when you look at all you've done and everything that you've, you know, been through, would you would you change anything about it? Because, you know, when you, I think everyone's personal struggle and everything, everyone's personal experience helps shape who they are. But, it, you know, growing up before you really had this dream or this vision, did you crave normalcy or was the normal, the life that you had so normal to you that, that you would never look back and change any of that? You know, I wouldn't now, but, you know, going through it, of course, I would have. And I had tried. There was, like, time. I mean, I even, you know, I I did the whole 9 to 5 thing. I tried that. I'm going, you know, I said, I'll go to church. I even became a worship pastor, and I do everything. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to settle down and have this house and this, this married life and all of that at the time. This is many years ago now. <laughs> and it just drove me absolutely nuts. I just couldn't do it. It was too much. It's just too much normalcy. And God bless everyone that can do it. I know. And at that time in my life. And now the irony is that now that I've found peace within myself and what I feel like my true calling is after going through all of that, after and losing everything, having everything stripped down to basically nothing, um, really made me you know have a come to jesus talk with myself and it put things into perspective what's really truly important in my life you know my son of course um my new you know i life to be uh i've been so very blessed and but you know the, the number one thing uh in my life these days uh is god and music and they both go together you know and i'm not like i'm you know, not trying to soapbox, but I'm just saying, going through the things that I've I've gone through and survived, that there's no way I could have done all that on my own. You know, there's just way too many amazing people that uh, had helped me out along the way and uh, uh, experiences that shaped and molded who I am as a person and as a songwriter, as a singer. You know, as and um, so yeah, I guess in a long you know long story short. Um, nothing I would change and that sounds ludicrous considering you know uh, you know extremities of, uh, of my past but well, I'm, you, you know, I'm grateful yeah. and blessed now these days so. well it's it's truly uh, truly amazing and I'm just so happy for, for everything that you've uh, been able to accomplish here and in, that includes uh, some major awards I mean you were um, songwriter of the year from Los Angeles Music Awards rock vocalist of the year um, when you, when stuff like this kind of happens, is it sort of, uh, you know, 
justification for kind of this process? I mean, when you, is it personal accolades, I mean, I know you work with some amazing musicians and I know it's got to feel good to everybody involved, but when you, when awards like this gets kind of heaped on you, what, what goes through your mind? I think, oh, another door stopper. No. <laughs> great. No. <laughs> no, I think it's great. And I appreciate that folks, you know, want to, you know, they recognize you and stuff. I just, you know, I just never really paid too much attention to all that stuff. I just, uh, you know, I, I'd rather have an email from somebody that uh, is having a bad day and they're like, man, I popped in your record and, you know, thing you knew, I was out of bed and took a shower and got about my day, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> maybe, great. Maybe get out of my, my own head or something, you know. I love them emails. Them mean a lot to me. Just, you know, because I want to give back. That's really where my heart is. And my only way that I know how to do that is through music, so. Well, it's it's truly inspirational in a lot of ways. I mean, what what would you tell people? I mean, I think that there's a lot of people out there that maybe have uh, ha- have they're driven and, and are passionate about things, but you know, because life is the way it is, you don't always have that opportunity. What I mean, what what advice would you would you give to people that are you know kind of on the fence or maybe wanting to pursue whether it is music or uh, for someone like me, it's been you know uh, this filmmaking and uh, covering sports, covering entertainment. Like it's it's in my blood. I don't have a family or kids be- really because of this. So, what would you tell people that uh, maybe you're on the fence about kind of taking a journey similar to to what you have? I mean, maybe not all the the crazy stuff, but you know the <laughs> just the the good stuff, the good part of it, right? Well, sure, and it's life changing. And I'll just tell you a quick story, but. Oh, man, just that long ago, a couple of years ago, uh, I was I was doing that. You know, I was on the set, and I was just playing small gigs here and there. And then I just I, I got a job in a in a in a still factory, and I said, you know, man, the, the, it's just it's so hard. It's so hard, you know, because sometimes it is, and uh, and that's the way it's supposed to be. So I made a decision. I didn't have much money in my pocket, but I had an old truck, an old beat up truck, and I had my guitar, and I I literally just left about two o'clock in the morning and I went south. I didn't know where I was going. I just had to get, you know, I, I just had to get out of that, that life, that lifestyle, that job. And I had to at least give it a, give it a try again. And so I just went to, you know, Savannah. I went pretty much all across the country, all down south. I went inside of Florida all the way up. And I would just play songs, you know, and I'd go into places, bars, restaurants, bars, little patios. I just set up wherever, play songs, and I met so many amazing people. And I would just travel for the whole year, just doing what I love to do. No, uh, no schedule, no tour schedule, no big buses, no none of that. Just truck and a guitar. And I got to tell you, it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my life. And that's what led me back to doing the DP again and getting back into the music was was um, love for it that I had the you know. Love conquers fear, right? So yeah. I think a lot of us want to give up because of fear of, of not, you know, meeting our own expectations or wasting too much time. So my my advice is never worry about wasting time because it's the only sure thing that we have in terms of why we're here. Everything else doesn't really matter, all the material stuff. And it, it, no matter how dark or how uh, hard or, or uh, difficult it seems, and just don't give up. I don't care... If, if my last dying breath, I'm going to have a pen and a piece of paper in my hand, and I'm going to write something down before I go, oh. you know? Yeah, that's, wow, that's really pointing at really good stuff, Brandon. I, I'm so, so happy for everything, um, where you are right now, and the music is great. Everybody, definitely um, hit up the website. It's boxcarjunkies.com. You can get all the information on the EP, um, you know, the, the single, Hey Mama, great stuff. I, I, I cheer I cheer for artists like you. I cheer for bands like Boxcar Junkies because that's what makes this country great. That's what makes music so important to people, man. Thank you so much for doing this with us today, Brandon. It's been a true pleasure. And hopefully we catch up down the road, my friend. We're in Kansas City. Hope to get you guys get you guys here one of these days, man. We'll make it happen. Oh, absolutely. And I can't wait, man. And I really appreciate you. Now, do you have the link? Have you been able to check out the whole EP? Or were you just... Did, because you can go to... The release, the EP's out. You can go to anywhere, yep. yeah, whatever, Amazon, iTunes, uh, Spotify, whatever. But I'll go ahead and I can send you a link and all that stuff too, just so you can vibe to it, buddy. 
Yeah, I definitely need that to happen. I think uh, Jody, my good friend Jody, Jody Best, I think she sent us uh, just the uh, the single. So yes, we would love to to get into the rest of it, man. So musicmaniapodcast yeah, at gmail.com. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I email you there, and like I say, in the meantime, you just go to any platform, yep. and you know if you got Amazon or Siri or Alexa or whoever, <laughs> all <laughs> of them. It's it's all, it's all of it, man. Great stuff. Well, I can't thank you enough, man. Definitely get, can't wait to check uh, the rest of it out. Great stuff. I uh, hope everybody everybody will check that out. Brandon, thank you so much. Take care, my friend. We'll catch up soon. All right. Hey, thanks again. Anytime. A story and inspiration, Brandon Reed Allen, Boxcar Junkies. Check out the new single. It is Hey Mama. You know, bands like this, artists like this deserve your support, especially right now when they're not able to go out and play shows. That is their lifeblood. Go check them out. Check out the Boxcar Junkies. You know, maybe pick up a shirt. Check out the, the single. Uh, check out some of their music. And if you like it, definitely feel free to support the band. They need it now more than ever. And Brandon is just a great guy. I felt like a real kinship with him. You know, a guy that just bucked societal trends, knew that, um, you know, living a normal nine to five job life was not going to be for him. And he is, you know, it's paid off for him to have this band boxcar junkies, but guys, we have so much in the can for you as we are uh, right here as we springboard into late May, we're going to be into June into the summer months sooner rather, rather than later. So guys, it's been a true pleasure bringing you this podcast. We have hit 175 episodes. I believe this is number 176. We cannot thank you enough for your support. Continuing to head over to our website, uh, ignitroentertainment.com. And um, our uh, the old website, musicmaniapodcast.com, is still up as well. So keeping them both alive, uh, Ignitro Entertainment is the umbrella now that uh, Music Mania falls under. But we still have the podcast site, musicmaniapodcast.com, as well. Please hit that subscribe button on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Play. Any way you choose to take in your podcast, we have got your back. We always appreciate the support. Hit us up on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search Music Mania Podcast, and you can interact with us. Have an idea for a guest? Um, want to co-host a show drop us a line let us know let's talk always love to talk about music some of the new releases bands that uh, we haven't had on yet we are all about it so guys coming up we've got interviews with um uh, ron keel coming up i've got axel rudy pell coming up german guitar wizard and not only that a huge surprise i'm gonna go ahead and spoil it right now but billy sheehan yes billy sheehan the greatest bassist in rock history uh from the band mr big and the group Sons of Apollo going to be joining us as well. So huge things on the horizon here on the Media Podcast. So your money stays and plays with us all summer long.